Hey, good morning. Glad you're here. Listen, it is Tuesday morning, November 17th. It's about 6.30 in the morning. I've been up a while reading the Word of God, just kind of I think you're about today, and well, today I'm going to try to do what I tried to do three times Sunday. Didn't couldn't get done at all yesterday. Well, at least two times. I think three times. I lost track. Uh, so you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe everything always works for you. Uh, but if not, then learn that it doesn't always work for preachers either. <laughs> But today we are going to try to complete what we try to do for Sunday, since Sunday afternoon, as you say it that way. And so if you have your copy of God's Word anywhere near you, and you can open it, turn to Matthew chapter 5. We're going to start reading in verse 13. And we're going to do that. We're going to read a few verses here and there. And uh, after my last experience uh, with this particular talk or this particular topic or this particular study or whatever you want to say it is, I'm just going to tell you we're going to read what we read, okay? And that's what we're going to do. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 says, You are the salt of the earth. Uh, but if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is in good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Then verse 14 says, You are the you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, <clears throat> but on a lampstand, and gives and it gives light to all who are in the house. Uh, verse 16, uh, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And so as we see in these passages of scripture, uh, Jesus wants us to shine. He wants us to, uh, to show and reveal who he is and what he has done in our life, and help other people see uh, not the importance of it, but the necessity of it. Now, the trouble, is, what has happened today is instead of being amazed so often about the presence of God in our life, or the presence of God in our services, or the presence of God in our world, when we see it, uh, we've often become bored in the presence, or bored by the contact, or whatever it is. We have forgotten the excitement of being saved and being the children of God. We have forgotten the joy of just walking with the Lord. And we need to get back uh, to doing what we need to do, just sharing uh, the word of the Lord. Some years ago, there was an evangelist. He's still an evangelist, I believe. I haven't heard from him. Wow, it's a great preacher. Uh, at the time when we heard him, uh, gosh, we started hearing him at youth camp. We took our, uh, we took some of our folks up to Jackson, Mississippi to hear him. We, uh, <clears throat> we actually even had him in our church at Spring Creek. But uh, he had one of the best sermons on the Christian life I'd ever, I've ever heard before, since, or before, during, and since that time. And we had him at our church at Spring Creek, and he preached revival. We had more people had ever had in revival. I'm telling you, we packed the building. Uh, well, there were people in there that, my gosh, where they came from. Uh, this guy could preach God's word, and people came to hear it. And he had a sermon uh, that described where we are in the Christian life, and he illustrated it through chairs. Uh, the first chair, second chair, and third chair, fourth chair. <clears throat> now, in his, in his talk, in his discussion, in his sermon, in his teaching, however you want to say it, he made the point that we want to be in the first chair. And he said, man, that first chair is on fire. That first chair is the chair of uh, people that do silly, crazy things as the world looks at them because they're in love with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that first chair is where you want to be. And sometimes we're in the first chair and sometimes we kind of slip and get down, you know, a little bit and go down to the second chair, which at times, uh, uh, while saved, 
uh, doesn't let the light shine. It doesn't, you know, doesn't, it doesn't seem like the salt of the earth or any of those things. In fact, he said uh, the second chair is a horrible chair to be in because it looks like so much like the third chair and the third chair is lost, but religious. And that, that's my description, not his. <clears throat> and so as he talked about those two chairs, how confusing, how stagnating, how, how, uh, embarrassing to the body of Christ, people in the second chair become, and how much damage they do to the work of the kingdom because they people get confused about it. Now, the fourth chair is absolutely, I mean, totally depraved, lost, everything else you talk about. And he really focused, to be honest, in those two chairs, chair number two and chair number three. Because if you're in chair number one, you're in chair number one, no one has to say, hey, there goes a committed Christian, there goes somebody living for the Lord. No one has to say that because they they see your life. They, they they see those things we read about in Matthew. And man, they glorify the Father. So man, even people who aren't Christians, when they see a committed Christian. Now, I'm not talking about, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, let me think of another term. I, I'm not talking about one that is so religious that, you know, people can't still talk to them. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, golly, they just, oh my gosh. But they are committed to God and they, they live a committed life, and they are committed people. Well, anyway, out of all that, there's some truths <clears throat> that that come, and they come to me, and they may not come to you if you go hear that sermon. By the way, his name is Adrian Dupree. Uh, you can look it up. I would spell the name for you, but I'm never sure I got it spelled right. Uh, you can look it up. He's a great, great uh, preacher. Uh, I'd recommend you, Pastor, to have him in your church. I'm telling you, he blessed our folks. We had a number of decisions, and uh, so that you know you can you can do that. But anyway, there's some lessons that came to me out of that that have come to me out of that, and I want to share. You say, brother, did we hear a sermon? Well, look it up. <laughs> it's probably on YouTube somewhere. It's called the Four Chairs. Look it up, and I want to talk about some things uh, that that sermon reminds me of this morning. Number one, uh, we need to make sure that we are not ashamed. And by that, I mean shame to the gospel, shame to Christ. I know, I know, I know. You say, show me shame. Well, <clears throat> there are a lot of people who live their life embarrassed by the gospel. Well, they believe Jesus is Lord, and uh, but they don't want to tell anybody. They don't want to show anybody. And they think it's not, you know, not their job to do so, although we've all got the commission. Well, really, they're embarrassed or they're ashamed or they're, you know, whatever you want to say. And they don't want their friends to think this of them or that of them. And, and friends, we got to get over that. And we just need to make sure that we let our light shine and that we'd be salt in the earth. I'll never forget some years ago, we were at youth camp. And uh, in fact, it was the very first youth camp. We took our people to go tell Tacoa, Georgia. I look them up. I don't know what they're doing this year. I think the camp where we had that in Tacoa, I'm so glad we went all those years. I think with this pandemic and everything else has happened, I think they're actually looking to sell that camp. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but I, I'm sure that GoTel is going to have an alternate plan. Look them up. They are uh, in the Atlanta area. Uh, but it's not Atlanta. So look up Go Tell Ministries and you'll find them. They do great camps. But anyway, one of the first camps we went to, there was a young lady there and she spoke to our young people. She really, I don't know what her position on staff at the camp was, but they would bring her on stage and she talked about not being ashamed. She was a soul winner. Uh, she brought people to Christ in uh, her high school years. I, if I remember the number right, it's right at 200 people that she won to Christ. Uh, she was just a she was just a dear dear lady, and she often began uh, with Romans uh, 116, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And boy, she would she would read that passage, and she would tell her stories of of how God you know opened up doors for her. 
you know, and I, if I remember the experiences right, I want to <clears throat> make sure you heard one time, even while <clears throat> having a flat tire, uh, she was given a ministry opportunity uh, to share her faith with someone, and 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 they prayed to receive Christ. And she was she was quite a ball of fire. She was quite a bright light, and really wound up uh, bringing some real seasoning uh, to that first youth camp. You say, well, Romans one sixteen. What's that? Well, what does that say, Brother Danny? Where it says this? Listen, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to Jew first and also to the Greek. And then verse 17, like unto it says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just or the righteous shall live by faith. Now that was the English Standard Version. Uh, you read other versions, it, it differs a little bit. It uses, like I say, the just shall live by faith and things like that. But she quoted that verse. That was her life verse. Uh, you, you hear people talk about life verses. Uh, I don't know that she used that word then. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to put words in her mouth. And generally, by the way, that's one reason I don't uh, quote a lot of people. Or uh, there's some other reasons too. But I try to be very, very careful because you know you say so and so said such and such, and someone looks up and say, well, they didn't say that. Well, so basically, I would say my description, my understanding, as much as she talked about, was it was a life verse. And, and, and you want to say, well, okay, she's at camp. She's on stage. Uh, she's on the program. They brought her in. And, of course, she can stand up and share, oh, my friend. <laughs> oh, my friend. Let me tell you well, a little bit I know of her story personally. Uh, as I will reveal to you, this is a lady who was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ and is not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. So anyway, we go to the camp that year. We we hear her just as we're blessed by it. Well, in the process of time, and I didn't know really where she was from. Uh, process of time, we sign up to go to the pastor school in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> Man, First Baptist Church Jacksonville went a number of times. What a great conference that was. In fact, I told our folks at Spring Creek every year and I'd go to that school and go try to learn how to preach. And finally I quit going because I, I didn't look like I was ever going to learn. <laughs> No, we love to go. <clears throat> it was great. Me and you to hear some of the best preachers, uh, Bible-believing, uh, yeah, Bible-thumping preachers. <laughs> man, 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 man. But anyway, so we are going to First Baptist Church Jacksonville for the pastor school. Well, somehow in the process, and I don't even remember how, I found out that this young lady belonged to First Baptist Church Jacksonville. That was her home church. That's where she grew up. And I, I told Kathy, we talked about it. I said, I wonder if we'll see her. I wonder if she'll be on the program. You know, you wonder all these things. Well, well let me back up a little bit. I knew nothing about First Baptist Jacksonville, so I didn't know, I didn't know <laughs> what it was. Wow. Well, anyway, so we go uh, to the pastor school, and the first night they have a banquet. Uh, they called it a banquet. It was really a steak supper where they bring you in their fellowship hall. Uh, they seat you. It's a table of their choice, not yours. People, uh, people you don't know. There were, I think, eight or ten at the table, and uh, Kathy and I were the only ones uh, that didn't know. You know, the other ones at the table, and so they had a good time talking. And they did not exclude us. I want to be very clear about that. They weren't unfriendly. They weren't unkind. Anything like that. We did talk. We did greet. But those six or eight folks had a lot in common. They had shared experiences. They had come together and all those things. And, and their excitement was bubbling over and their discussions were, were going that way. So Kathy and I kind of had supper by ourselves. By the way, I like that. And so <laughs> like she could probably count on one hand the number of times I've taken her out for a state supper. So, uh, <laughs> so I liked the fact that we got to go to supper. We got to kind of spend some time. But we got to discussing whether or not we would see Margaret, and if we did, what she would be doing. That was That's her name. 
<clears throat> and so, um, as we're talking and discussing, <clears throat> I hear this voice from across the room, and it's a familiar voice, and I know it's hers. I think, wow, well, she is here, and, and, I, I, and I couldn't quite understand what she was saying. And I looked across the room, and I finally found the person that was speaking, and this is what she was saying. More tea, sir? More tea, ma'am? You need to feel that? Yes, she was waiting on tables. And she was doing so with the biggest smile and the greatest joy. And I thought, wow, you know what? I thought I might get to come here and teach or say something. But she taught me more in that moment, serving those tables. And I thought, there you go. She is not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's what it means. Listen, we should not be ashamed. We should live it and we should show it and we should declare it and we should... Well, we should let God bless us. And then in return, we should find a way to be a blessing uh, to others. Now, the rest of the week, we never, <clears throat> we never, when we ate our meals and we ate meals at the church, things like that, we didn't see her again. I don't know if she's on a different table, or if it, but we saw her. And God gave us a, a glimpse at one time, that one night, and, and it was awesome and it was terrific and all those things that I like, but we need to move on. And so when I think about not being ashamed of the gospel, I think about her. I think about some of the young people we had through the years who often brought their, their friends their, uh, to church, Spring Creek. I know we had some great youth groups, and they brought their friends. And I think about, I think about some of our kids from Greenville Springs when we were there and how, the, how we, would, we would look up, and there'd be four, five, six visitors, and, and they would bring their friends. Uh, listen, they weren't ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I remember one year uh, going to, um, there was homecoming, not homecoming, excuse me, yeah, it is homecoming, and where they have the queen at the football. Yes, homecoming, and the homecoming queens were marching out, and, and a couple of them were members of our youth group, members of our church. And well, I, I just got to be honest with you, and maybe I lived in the flesh for a moment, but I was so proud. There was three, or four of our young ladies who were on the homecoming court. You heard that right, three or four of them. <laughs> so, but each of them mentioned our church and how their youth group and, and all the things that went along with that. And I just, boy, just as this, as the pastor, it just made me great pie. And there they were, that stadium full of people declaring to the world, standing out there in their football field, that they weren't ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Well, if we're going to be in that first chair that, that Adrian talked about, if we're going to be salt and light, we cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We cannot be afraid of its truth. That's the second thing. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the truth of God. Live it. Listen, let me give you two things real quick. <clears throat> we're going to try to breeze through this a little faster. Uh, there are two things that the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches God created the world. And I uh, don't be ashamed of that. And, and the Bible teaches that God forgives sin. And, the, and, this, and he hadn't changed his standards. And both those things are true. I know our world doesn't like the world sin, doesn't like the word sin, doesn't approve of the word sin, and doesn't believe in sin in many cases, but God forgives our sin. He restores, he redeems, and he sits us free from sin. We cannot be afraid to declare the truth of God. We cannot be afraid. We cannot be pushed down, pushed away by those uh, who try to intimidate us. We live in a day of intimidation, 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 excuse me, I don't speak so good at times. Uh, I, I'm kind of thinking, I haven't read the news yet today. I'm going to look and see what's going on in the world. I do know late last night that they found, you know, what, 2,600 votes in a room in, 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 in Georgia somewhere, some county. It's like, really? Listen, I've always voted until uh, this year in, in Louisiana, a state that is said to be backwards. I've never, I, I've never gone in and voted without showing my driver's license, without signing, and I've always voted on a machine. I don't understand all this nonsense. They find votes here, find votes there. They put them in this room, and it's just crazy what they're doing, what's happening. How do you like your elections? Well, I like my elections with lost votes. No, I don't. No, you don't. 
Hey, we want, I'm going to tell you right now, we want the winner to win and, and, and the loser to lose. And that way we kind of know where we are as a country, what we're doing. And But this isn't what's going to happen. This No matter how this turns out, this is going to be, it's going to be a question election. And especially if it turns out, uh, it stays like the, the declared winner is, because this sure don't look like he won. And if he won, he didn't won, he didn't win fairly. And I'm not saying he did anything. I, I don't have a clue what he did. I don't have a clue what these people are doing. But man, irregularities are saying. So anyway, so I don't have to say this. In the in this time, a lot of people have been trying to make those who voted for the, the one who hasn't uh, at this current time gotten electoral college votes to be president again. And a lot of people are just trying to imitate, uh, intimidate his his followers, his his you know his voters. Listen, and a lot of them are standing up and. We've had some, you know, the news accord. We've had some accord in the news that we've seen and watched who fled and ran. They were intimidated out of this and that. But a lot of the people, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the ground soldiers, man, they're standing firm. It's amazing. Well, it's the same way we need not to be afraid of the truth. A lot of people afraid of the truth. And the truth is this will be an election that goes down questionable, uh, especially if it stays like it is because there's been so much craziness. Well, <clears throat> let's still be afraid of the truth. If the current supposed called by the media, although that's not their job, president-elect stays president, and it winds up being true, then let's let's deal with that. Let's let's you know, let's be the country we ought to be. But if, and it's looking more and more like this is the case, although it probably won't turn out because of the intimidation factor. If he didn't win, and if the current president won, let's let's don't be afraid of that truth either. Let's do, uh, let's stand on truth. Well, those are physical things. Think about the spiritual realities. If we just stood on the truth of God, don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid of the truth. Don't be aggravated by its realities. There are times that you're going to find the word of God goes against the grain of the world, and it's kind of aggravating because it makes you, uh, to some people it doesn't put it that way, because it makes you at odds with what the world says, what the world thinks, what the world believes. Well, that's okay, and you can survive. Don't be aggravated by the reality of God's word. And then finally, don't be angered by its commands. Just do what God has told you to do. There are times where we wish you didn't have to do what you know God said. Uh, listen, as a child, I didn't always want to do what my dad said. I didn't always do what my mom said. Well, I know many of you, you I can, yeah, I understand that. Well, when the Lord tells us something, let's do it. Let's don't be aggravated by the commands of God. Let's obey the command of God. Well, I know that we're running out of time, and uh, I wanted to uh, share this with you, and I wanted to get it done, and I've had to hurry through these last few points. I spend so much time on not being ashamed that I didn't really get to deal, do as much time with afraid of its truth or being aggravated by its reality or anger by its command. But really, all three go back to the same thing. Let's do not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Let's follow what the Word says. Let's live like the Word says we are to live. And let's do what the Word says we are to do. Let's be salt and light. Let's be in that first chair that Adrian Dupree talks about, where we're glorifying God, where we are living the life. Let's not be in the second chair that confuses the world because we are so much like lost people, and yet we claim to be saved. Let's not be in that chair. Let's don't do that. Let's live in that first chair, and let's be the redeemed of God. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, so let's say so. Listen, <clears throat> this is the teaching and preaching ministry of DK Ministries. I'm Danny Smith. I'm your Bible teacher. I am glad to be with you and glad glad you tuned in this podcast. I hope you do it. For those who have been with us from the beginning, say, why are you doing that? Well, we are now on uh, three different places. We are on Anchor, uh, where we, we broadcast uh, the podcast, and, and they are picked up in many other venues or platforms. Uh, the most popular one is Spotify. 
I think more people listen on Spotify to the podcast than anywhere else, although we record them on Anchor, and when we listen, we listen on Anchor. We also post them, and they stay on Facebook for about 24 hours on my story. We'll be posting this one shortly. And then, as well, we are now on Parler. Uh, I don't know how long we'll stay with two different social media websites. Uh, It is different. It's unique. Uh, I'm not, you know, just like a lot of folks got kind of frustrated with what uh, Facebook has been doing. And uh, all through, you know, they'll, they'll attach things to, uh, you know, it's true and right. And then they'll, they'll attach something. Now, in my case, they've not ever put me in Facebook jail, to be honest. They've never, uh, you know, accused me of this doesn't meet community standards. However, during this election time, I would I would make a post or reveal something or talk about something that comes straight out of the news. It was absolutely true. And they'd always have this little box under it about, you know, campaign information. So they never said I wasn't truthful, per se, but they sure made it seem like it. And, and so I got kind of tired of that. And then um, so many people have left Facebook or are leaving Facebook that I know, part of our DK Family Ministry family and I wanted to stay with them. So right now we're a member we're on Facebook and we're on Parlor. So we'll be putting uh this teaching when it's done on Facebook. It'll be there for about twenty four hours on my my story. We'll also put it on Parlor. Now I think it stays on my site on Parlor uh for a while. And so it'll be there. And I think it's at uh DS Preacher Man uh, uppercase D, uh, which is not like the web not like the email. But we'll be both places for a while. Well, you can contact us, uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all our case. dspreacherman at gmail.com, all our case. Or look us up on right now, the Facebook. And yeah, I'm going to miss that if we ever get totally off Facebook. A friend of mine says that all the time. Look us up on Facebook. Send us your prayer request uh, at dspreacherman at gmail.com, all case. Or let us know through the Facebook page. I have no clue if you can contact us through Parlor yet. I'm I'm really new at that. And man, if you're on Parlor, uh, send me an email. Let me know if you know you know if I can do things. I've not had much luck posting a lot on Parlor yet. I'm trying to get there. I found out I can't do uh, something, or I have not learned how to do something similar to Facebook Live on Parlor. If it's there, let me know of that uh, because I really we do that on Sunday mornings in the church that we're in at South Macomb Baptist Church. Uh, we serve as our interim pastor, our ministry now. Uh, that's what we're hoping to do, serve as interim pastor, supply pastors, things like that. And we've been at South Macomb Baptist Church for 11 months, and they almost, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> wow, they are some wonderful folks. Come join us one Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, and you'll meet some great people. Anyway, I know we need to go. We're going way past. Uh, our goal is to be here about uh, 18 minutes, and we're almost 23. So anyway, you've got all the information you need. Share the word. Let people know, yes, Facebook, Parlor, other places. Send us your prayer request. God bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. See you next time. Well, good morning. I'm glad you're here. Listen, it's about 6.30 on Wednesday, November the 18th. You say, why do you tell us that uh, so much? Well, I try to give you a, a kind of a way to look and see and think about where we are. And you need to, you know, sometimes things are changing so fast. If, you, you know, if you're a month before you listen to this, it may be completely different than the day it was that I recorded it. And so I just try to give you a way to go back. Like, oh, that's right. That's right. Listen. We are a week away from Thanksgiving, and uh, I was sitting here thinking this morning, how many people are really going to be thankful? This has been an incredibly difficult year for so many, uh, and I don't know anybody that escapes that. It's been hard times, been difficult things, and just people shake your head. You know, the pandemic and so many other things, and 
I, I just got to thinking that perhaps we need to take uh, take stock of what's happened and kind of review some things. If you have your copy of God's Word, you'll need it for one verse today. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Yes, 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 a very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, this morning as I was working on things, reading the Bible, I realized that a lot of times there are passages of Scripture that God just brings us to time and time again. And, and they seem to fit no matter the time. And even though we have used them for different ways, uh, last night I spoke at a, an event and uh, wound up reading some passages that I know that I have used uh, time and again, and yet they fit. Uh, I was comfortable with what I was saying and reading the passage and applying it the way that, that I applied it because it just fit. God's Word does that, and, and, and sometimes we need to come back and realize that. So we're going to read a passage of Scripture we've probably read before if you've been listening to the podcast. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not even going to argue about it. You say, well, the Bible's got all these chapters, all these verses, all these passages. Well, God leads us in different directions, and we have to follow him. And uh, typically, I like to read different passages, and I like to work on different things, but sometimes I just find he brings me uh, to the same passages. And Romans 8.28 is one of those passages. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. <clears throat> now you can read that passage over and over again. There's a lot there to uh, uh, to dwell on, a lot there to uh, to think about. But I want to guide, I want to direct, I want to move our thoughts toward what we've been going through and what we might go through uh, in the coming months. I, like you, have been listening to the news and everything, and it seems to me that a lot of people, governors, politicians, scientists, doctors, are just a whole list of people, what they're what their goal is and why they're, why it is their goal, I can't really say. I'm not really here to point fingers at people in a negative way. But it seems like a lot of people, they have their way. Uh, 2021 is going to start off with a repeat of what a lot of 2020 was. Things are going to shut down. People are going to be home. Uh, just, man, thing after thing and politician after politician. Now, I'll have to admit, a lot of these politicians who talk about uh, closing things down are often bitten by the do I do as I say, do not as I do bug uh, because people listen to their rules and kind of shake their head and then they find them sometimes within 24 hours or even earlier uh, breaking their own rules. And of course, that makes it much more difficult. Now for me, and I'm not trying to stir trouble here, I'm not trying to do anything and you can you can tell me a thousand times well, there's a good reason to do this, but I hear a guy get on the radio and he says, well, beginning Tuesday, we're going to shut this down. Why wait? If it's that important, if it's that necessary, if it helps that much, why wait to Tuesday? I don't understand that. If you're, you know, you're Wednesday of the week and you're going to wait to Tuesday or you're Friday of the week and you're going to wait to Tuesday. I don't understand that. Now, I don't agree with the shutting down. I know a lot of people think it's the only way to combat the virus. We did that. My gosh, I, how, how crazy. Uh, this one guy said. Uh, we shut things down, and it, you know, quote unquote, looked like it died down, and it came back. Well, I think the same thing looks like, and is reasonable. It's going to happen. Uh, nothing, you know. We need to find a way to uh, extinguish this virus, and and we spend too much time criticizing each other and bashing each other and trying to control each other in many ways, especially from politician standpoints, and not enough time battling the virus. But anyway, you think about this year, you think about what's happened. We entered unknown territory. You know, history books tell us of, of different plagues and things that happened and how difficult it was, but we'd been blessed. We'd not seen that. Uh, we Most of us slept well through a lot of the 
things, a lot of the disasters uh, health-wise that this nation has had in the last 15, 20 years. Uh, we didn't shut down for this. We didn't shut down for that. Oh, I can, you know, I can H1N1 virus and all these things. I, I could go back and name things, but I don't, that's not the point here. The point is, when we entered the, the, the pandemic and people began shutting things down, that's not something we had done. And I'm not making an argument on it. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm speaking from a Christian perspective. The churches, the people all entered an unknown territory. And the church struggled for a while to get a handle on what it needed to do. And it took a while, but many churches began to, to come back by, by offering, uh, you know, services on Facebook or YouTube channels or, oh gosh, a thousand other different things. And there's now, you know, a lot of people started uh, posting their services on Facebook Live and their pastors started doing teachings from their office or, or different ways. My favorite teaching, I, I just tell you this story. We did one from our front porch, Kathy and I, uh, we did, and that was one of the favorite videos of the year. They always like it when Kathy's on the video. <laughs> but uh, we did one from our front porch, an amazing number of people watched. And um, the church just had to, you know, find a way to minister. Uh, a lot of people started doing the, the drive-in services in the parking lots. Our church, like a lot of churches in South Macomb, we started doing that. And then the police chief said, uh, he didn't want, you know, he didn't want that to take place. He had more bubble gum they could chew. We wanted to be good neighbors, and uh, we tried to figure out what to do. To, and, and and a man who's become a dear friend and his wife, uh, members of South Macomb Baptist Church, hey, we got a place to uh, to hold worship. Yeah, boy, they did have a beautiful place. Went out there and and held worship. I don't know. I've lost track of time. Four weeks, five weeks after holding uh, parking lot service, two or three weeks, and then it looked like we were going back in. And so we moved back, and well, we wound up having to be in the parking lot another two or three weeks. But man, it was, it was new territory. It was good. We had people who helped, who uh, stepped up, stepped forward, and we had people who came. In fact, to be honest with you, I'm not so sure. In some respects, we didn't have more come to the parking lot service than we do now. Now that we're in church, and I think some of that is either you were in your own car and that kind of stuff. You didn't, <clears throat> you didn't have to get out and around. But there was a time to go back to the church, and as summer came, and that's what was coming, because this was shortly after Easter, we went back into the, into the auditorium. It just got too hot to have church outside, because uh, you, you can't turn your car on and off and all that stuff. So anyway, we entered an uh, we unknown territory, and many, many churches found ways to minister. Many found what new ways to uh, pick up their tithes, their offerings, and different things like that. And listen, many people who are not able to attend church, they still give. They're still giving. And, and for a lot of people, I was sitting at a table last night uh, with a man because of COVID. He's had it. And his church has had to shut down three, four, five times. I, I Listen, I forget it, a number of times. Um, a lot of churches I know have really, I know people and they have really had to shut down, had difficulty, have had to uh, close the doors for a while and do different things. Well, uh, due to his age and health concerns, the fact that he had it, he, he just has stayed home. He has not been. Uh, really going to church at his church regular basis he's been tuning in through the facebook and so we were talking and another one of his church members fellow church members of the church they go to came up and they began to talk and uh and you know they he began to tell them what he's told me i'm coming back i just can't you know we got these health concerns health issues and he said i did go back a couple of weeks ago uh to deliver my tithe and you know and and they talked and i thought well there you go uh, a, a, you know, an unsolicited testimony, a man who had not, by his own his own word, had not really been going to church at all, but he did make sure, he has made sure his tithe's gotten there. 
uh, entering new territory. That was new territory for a lot of folks. Now, I don't know what you've been doing. I hope you've been delivering your tithe. At South Pecone Baptist Church, we feel like we've been blessed. Our finances have been uh, good considering everything. We're a small church, and um, <clears throat> we're trying to uh, to grow and get beyond, and we've had uh, some difficulty with that, like, like a lot of folks. Uh, the attendance of the church decreased by 50%. Uh, when they shut things down, and they have an interim pastor, that's me, and so not a uh, not a full time pastor. And boy, these people have been great working with us. But I know that they they will need to get a pastor, and they're going to look into that uh, and get to work on that. But boy, it's been hard during the pandemic, unknown territory. Now, listen, I, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe it's unknown. Maybe you're going through something you've never been through before. You know, as a pastor, uh, we've said well, a lot of people going through some tough times. Man, and and you can say things, and you can, and they can be true, but they've never been there, so they don't know that they're true. They don't know they're helpful. They don't know they're beneficial. I'm just telling you. Remember this: if you're in unknown territory, have to work your way through. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Well, rising up to meet the challenge, that's really the call that a lot of us have faced, whether it be, you know, organizationally as a church or individuals, uh, families. I uh, mean, there's been some difficult days that you have to rise up. And get, you can't just sit back. You get run over by the bus and you'll get, you'll get swarmed over by the, by the wave, whatever. You have to rise up and meet the challenge. And there have been many in this past year. And as I said, <clears throat> I'm not predicting, I'm not saying, I'm not telling you, uh, I'm just listening to news reports and uh, really politicians who who seem to think they're going to be a power in January. And as far as I know, they're going to be. I'm not trying to make a statement, anything other than that. I don't know. This crazy election, is, <laughs> it just keeps on giving. But um, people who seem to be thinking they're going to send the power, the things they're saying, oh, you got to rise up, meet the challenge. Or whatever it is, they're gonna they're gonna open strip clubs and close churches in some some states. <laughs> Golly. Anyway, we got to we got to rise up and and claim that Bible verse and say, you know what, I, I'm not going to allow what's going on in the world to defeat me, deflate me, or discourage me. All things work together for good, and in this, God's going to bring me opportunities. God's going to do things for me, with me, in me, through me. How many of you want to see it? Rise up, and meet the challenge. May have to do it with a mask on, but rise up and meet the challenge. Look for victory in times of defeat. As I think back on this on this year. Uh, since February, I guess when the when the quarantines and all that started, until this what almost a week before Thanksgiving Eve, I, I heard that I heard it said yesterday Thanksgiving Eve. I've never really heard that before. Never thought about it. Always you know the day before Thanksgiving, but uh, I kind of like that, so I decided I'd use it. My friend said it. Uh, so a week a week before Thanksgiving Eve, we realize we're gonna have to we're gonna have to look for some victories and times of defeat and discouragement. Well, you get back to our verse again. All And we know all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Yes, I'm not playing around today. I'm not, but I'm also not pointing the finger. You have to decide whether or not you love God. You have to decide whether or not you've answered the call. And if you haven't, you should. And if you don't, you better start. <laughs> yeah, in other words, if you haven't answered the call, get with it. If you don't love God, hey, man, you better get started with it, okay? Well, no matter what happens, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to go through the, the the times that seem to be hidden our way. But there will be victory in those times of defeat. We have seen them in our church, the South Macomb Baptist Church. <clears throat> Sometimes you have to remind people of them. You have to point them out and insist about it. But I have a feeling that 
that all of us in our churches, in our homes, in our family lives have had victories that we've overlooked that, you know, because of the crush of everything else, we just haven't realized how important they were. And we need to, we need to sit up and say, you know what, man, God has been so good. God has been so faithful. And by the way, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Uh, I don't know who said that first, but I say it a lot. I love that saying, well, <clears throat> we've got to, we got to get those victorious times and just reflect on them because all things do work together for good for those who love God and call it according to his purpose. Listen, we need to make sure that we're answering God's call in our life, what God wants us to do at this time in this place. You know, Esther, you go back and read the, the book of Esther. It was clear that her uncle Mordecai realized that she had come to the kingdom for such a time. We are in this world at such a time. We live in the exact time God wants us to live. We are the exact age God wanted us to be. And we are in the exact place where God has placed us. Now, that doesn't mean we stay there, that those do change. I have a friend who's relocating in the middle of the pandemic. God's called him to another church, and he's leaving the state uh, that he was in and, and coming to our state. In fact, won't be that far away from us. And we're looking forward to being kind of in the area a little bit and see what kind of ministry uh, opportunities God has for them. Well, there are victories in times of defeat. And, and those things, we just realize God works them out and brings them. We have seen a number of them uh, in this pandemic here, Kathy and I and our church family. And we're just so thankful for so many things have happened. But I do admit that a lot of people have trouble seeing those because of uh, the pandemic. Listen. We're, we're talking about, we're looking at what's been happening and what may be happening in the new year. Now, I hope, I hope January 1st, <clears throat> if you remember this podcast, you'd be able to say, oh, Brother Danny was wrong. What hurt my feelings? Send me an email, send me the text, say, well, they're not shutting down. They've got things under control. You know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, good, 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 good. I hope it works out. But going by what I see, what I read, uh, this is what's planned. And I just thought I'd sit down today and we'd talk about it a little bit and see. Uh, I hope every bit of this podcast, I hope this is one we can put on the trash heap of eternity, but I'm afraid it won't be. I'm afraid we'll be facing something and the pandemic will still be news. Now, there's good news in, in, in the virus, uh, I mean, you know, uh, vaccinations, and hopefully they're coming to pass and, and so hopefully that will help. But we need to nurture in, in these days those who are trying to be faithful, those who are trying to you know, stick with it, who are overwhelmed by the negative news and negative things that's said uh, in the world. <clears throat> and we need to make sure that we're we're doing the best we can with that. Uh, <clears throat> there comes a time, even in this pandemic, and even though it may continue, uh, there comes a time where you may have to start making up for things you've missed. I've been seeing a number of people that, that on my Facebook page, put it that way, uh, people I know don't really get to talk to and converse with on a regular basis or anything. You know how that goes. Have gone to Disney World of various places. Most of them Disney World that I've seen. A lot of people gone there and Pigeon Forge, uh, different places, you know. And they're talking about their adventure with their mask on and everything. Well, hey, they're taking time, making up for what they missed. They're enjoying their vacations. I assume, I know, I don't know, but I assume most of them had them scheduled before this started. And, you know, you got to go. Sometimes you just got to do things. You got to follow through. Um, another thing that we need to do in this pandemic, and I know uh, I'm what I'm trying to do today, I guess, let me spell it out this way. I'm just trying to give you some things to thought about. Remember, our goal is to give you a thought for the day. And I'm hoping to give you more than one today. Uh, but if there's one that latches on, catches on, that, that I'd be thankful for that. But we've got to continue to honor God the best way we can. Through our life, through our words, through our 
through our actions. We just got to honor God. When we get around and people are talking negatively, oh my gosh, got to honor God. Now, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I failed uh, that uh, with the mask situation. I hate the mask. I can't breathe in them. Uh, I, my glasses fog up and I've tried a number of things. I know that you've listened to me before. I just know that <clears throat> a lot of people are, are like me. No, there are some people. I've noticed, man, they're, man, they're making the mask uh, <laughs> part of their apparel. You know, they're really, you know, they're looking, they're straightening their mask all the time, making sure it looks good to them and all that. kind. Of, I, I don't get that. It's, I, I don't think I'll ever be happy with wearing a mask. But we need to honor God the best way we can. And some people <clears throat> are honoring God in their mind by not wearing their mask and fighting that battle. Hey, don't mind that at all. Uh, if that's what you feel like you do, you need to do do that. Don't have a problem with that. I do wear masks. I don't wear them all the time because I'm not all around, always around people. And I and, and if the, and I heard last night of about a governor who's told people they got to wear their mask in their homes. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to wear it. I'm not going to wear it in my car. Uh, yesterday, I saw somebody going down the road in a convertible with their mask on, and they had the top down. Oh my gosh! Well. I am going to try to find a way, and I invite you to, that in this pandemic, in this <clears throat> need to wear a mask and be careful, I'm going to find a way to honor God the best I can with that. I'm going to stop, you know, I haven't stood up in the middle of the restaurant and complained about it, but I think if you watch me, you can tell I really don't like the mask, and I'm going to try not to be so demonstrative. Well, we need to move on. Uh, another thing we need to continue to do, perhaps, or maybe do, because we haven't been doing it, is open God's Word. Um, listen, starting the 1st of January uh, in our DK Ministries family, we're going to be posting Bible readings that will give you the opportunity to do one or two things. Uh, read the Word of God in a year. Uh, you know, in, or read the Word of God uh, in the Old Testament 180 days and then read the New Testament through the rest of the year. And so we're looking forward to that. There are other things. 180 days, that's not half. No, we like to take uh, in our Bible reading program that we that we design. You're not going to find it anywhere else. Now, that is, I don't know if that's good or bad. You'll have to decide. But in our Bible reading program that we design, that we take, that we read through, we like to take the last few days of the year and read some, um, well, some different passages. Uh, of course, you know, you'll read Christmas passages and some things applicable for the new year and that kind of stuff. And that's what we like. But we're going to give you an opportunity uh, to read the Bible through. I hope that whether you whether you use our program or another program. I got lots of friends who listen to the podcast and other stuff, and but, the, but they've got their own Bible reading program, and they've never once even entertained the thought of reading ours, and that doesn't hurt my feelings because they're reading the Word of God. And so open the Word, read the Word of God. Make sure uh, that you end the year reading it, you begin the year reading it. Don't stop, don't slow down, keep reading it. Okay, there's two other things we want to talk about real quick, and we're going to close. Let's organize our chaos and settle down. Let's just settle down. Let's just um, let's kind of handle it, get it handled, do it right, take care of our business, be what we should be. And then finally, let's depend on God. All things work together for good. He's going to work them out. I, try, I, I promise you, he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Well, listen, we've enjoyed talking to you this morning. I hope the podcast has been something to you. Uh, we've got some new listeners out there. We thank you for that. And I guess I didn't do it the first of the of the podcast, if you've listened and you're new or you just found it, I had somebody text me yesterday and say, hey, they just found our podcast. And they they said, man, I'm enjoying it. Hey, I like the compliment. Everybody needs to be complimented once in a while. So if you don't like enjoying it, don't write. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, tell us what you think. 
dspreacherman at gmail.com, dspreacherman at gmail.com. Uh, all Lori Case, that's our email. Let us know. Uh, send us an email. Say, hey, I thought this or I found this or whatever. Uh, also, you can con- you can look at our Facebook page. Um, <laughs> DK Ministries. Look at our Facebook page. Uh, I, I've gotten on that uh, parlor deal. And uh, whew, it's different. It's not bad, but it's different. And uh, I would tell you, if you sign up for that, make sure that you want the updates or the, the post or whatever you want to call it from folks. Because, man... Uh, every time I look at my phone, there'll be a bunch of them because, you know, got some guys on there that I like. And and uh, when, when they post something, they let you know. But anyway, so we're on Parlor as well. And I think it's at DK Ministries. Uh, and the uh, D is capitalized. OK, I believe that's I believe that's the way it is. If I remember, if I remember right. And so I hope that you'll look us up on Parlor. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, and if you have suggestions about Parlor, especially because. Uh, I, um, yep, it's at D, capital D, S Preacher Man in Parlor. And, uh, if you, hey, you can, if you can, and if you know how to share a video in Parlor, we like to do the Facebook Live and share that. Uh, but we're not able to do that on Parlor so far. Now, we have been able to post the podcast, and so we'll post, post, post that podcast, post this podcast on there. But anyway, uh, we are. We are excited about your being here and listening. Thank you. Uh, not only did we get a new listener yesterday, we're thankful for that. We had somebody who's been listening or following, I think they call it on Parlor. Uh, let us know, hey, you know, you're on an Apple podcast. And, and and so got somebody listed on Apple, some Spotify. We record them on Anchor. And we're thankful for all these uh, venues and uh, that allow us to uh, uh, share our podcast. Now, there are other people that have them. I don't know. They um, most places. Well, actually, Parlor is uh, a venue. The only venue that lets us know uh, is Anchor. How many we've done that kind of stuff. So I don't know how many people listen to those other ones. But man, if you get an opportunity to listen, we appreciate that. Well, listen, it, it's really a good time for us to go. Our thought for the day is: let's make sure that we we enter this unknown territory by rising to meet the challenge, by looking at the victories in times of what seemed to be defeat, by answering God's call personally. But nurturing those who, well, they're trying to be faithful. That we honor God the very best way we can. That we continue to open the word. That the organized chaos that we seem to be surrounded by is made to settle down. That we might live the life God wants us to live. And that in the midst of everything, we depend on him more than anything. Well, listen, the sun's come up now really good. The squirrels are running around in the in the, in the the backyard or the field back there behind the yard. I, I, our, our backyard and field just kind of meet each other. And I hope one day we will as well. God bless you. We love you. Appreciate you listening. Hope you that you'll continue to do that. By the way, remember, this is a day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad at it. See you next time.